Okay, so we had that weird thing happen. Hold on for a second. Mike, make sure you got me. You got me? You can hear me? Lakeisha, you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Oh, good. Thank God. Okay, so we're back. All right, let's go again. The intro for the show again? Like, what do you do with that? I don't know. I'll go again. Once again, 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 welcome to the One Night Show. We had a little technical difficulty, but what we understand, you couldn't hear us in the room. We're not exactly, exactly sure what happened, but we was able to work it out. Make sure you share, 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 share. We're giving you time to get back in the room. Technology. Every once in a while, it bugs out. Share, 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 Come on. All right, so I'm watching the room populate again. Welcome to the wild world of technology. going to 5.30 today. And... All right, once again, we're going to welcome to the One Night to Show. Lakeisha, you can hear me, right? Yes. All right, good. Phew, all right, I got to make sure. She got to be my monitor. So we're going to welcome to the One Night to Show. We do this every Sunday from um, 7, um, from 4 to 5. Today, we're going to go 4.30 to 5.30 because we're going to get the whole hour in no matter what. Um, that's how we work. Um... This week was a big week. You know, I did some stuff this week, so let me just kind of run it down. I'm doing this new thing with the schools um, uh, at a NYCHA complex near you. You know what I'm saying? And in those schools, we're building studios in the schools now. That's what's happening. Recording studios, television studios, um, and podcast studios okay. in the schools. That's right? great. That's great. Why are we doing this? Because we're trying to give our children an opportunity to understand that they don't have to rap for a living to be successful. That's right. You could be an engineer. You could be a music producer. You could be a songwriter. You can be a record company executive. Right. Some, yeah, some of the schools are actually starting a record label. You know, it's going to be like, you know, PS123 Records. You know what I'm That's saying? Great. That's great. Right? And they're going to do distribution and all that stuff. And the kids are going to run the music industry from the bottom up. Also, some of the schools, thank God, they decided to take on television. Mm -hmm. So they created 
uh, we're building television studios. And once again, these kids can learn the skills and, and get the building blocks to a career in television that not necessarily Wonderful. is in front of the microphone, right? You could be the cameraman. You can yeah. be the sound guy holding the boom pole, right? You can be the production assistant. You can be the director. And then, yes, you can be in front of the camera. So all these kids are going to take on these jobs on top of everything. So we're changing the curriculum in New York City and we're gearing it towards more useful things. That's wonderful. You know what I'm saying? So big, big shout, shout out. out. Give yourself a big shout yeah. out. Yeah, that's good. Big shout out to my man, Lazy Lays. Big shout out to the OSG uh, network, which stands for Off School Grounds, which is 100 principals that have come together to really make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. um, they meet like every Thursday and they sit and they talk policy and they talk curriculum. And these guys come up with these, you know, really groundbreaking breaking ideas. One school in Newark, I just want to say, they actually have a Capital One bank in their school. Wow. And okay. the kids manage the bank. It is literally, the logo's there, the sign is there, it's a Capital One bank. They have a, the kids were complaining about uh, dirty uniforms. They have a wash and dry laundromat that the kids run in the school. Wow. Right, so they can wash their uniforms. That's great. And um, they're also building a state-of-the-art recording studio. Uh, big shout out to my man, uh, Akbar Cook, very famous principal. Oprah has donated to his school and he's been on Oprah's show. He's been on Ellen's show. Okay. So for his groundbreaking um, uh, leadership uh, and mentorship in Newark at Westside High. So big That's shout out great. to him. That's great. Yes, wow. yes. What's going on, super activist Andrea Coleman? What's Just up? exciting to see vocation in schools changing, yeah, right? We need yeah, that. Yeah. Our kids powerful, need that. right? It was just nursing and shop and yep. all of that before, yep. but this is good. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, my week was busy and blessed. And thank you, Lakeisha, for letting me know my hair was sticking up in the back. She texted me. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Make it help you help your girl look good, right? No. <laughs> um, but I'm grateful um to be communicating constantly with uh Stan helping to craft his um show. Yes, his new podcast um that lifted off last week, um, hip hop, health and politics, um, in which I'm is executive producing. Um, it's gonna be a really good show. So y'all just keep your eyes and ears open to it because um yes. we're winding in a whole lot of we get we getting to work in, right? Absolutely. Uh so um Wednesday community board eight, which I serve as a uh I serve on and our social justice committee uh actually uh passed a resolution which is which is public now um with the social justice committee and my co-chair is uh Sarah Chu and it was on police reform. So that's really big for us to have crafted that resolution with the community as well as board members. Um, Thursday, I did mass distribution with uh, our local council member, uh, Ben Kalos, who was our guest last week, as those who tuned in know. Um, and then Friday, I was out in Queensbridge with Stan, yep, Sugar Ray, his aunt, yes. uh, Miles, and others serving the community with clothes, vegan food, and hope. Uh, shout out to the People's Bodega, um, who also came out with necessities for the community, which um, com um, you know, in contact with them through UES for BLM. So they come out to us too. So they're all over the place with their general store. Really good. Yes. Um, I also was able to converse with a mayoral candidate, Maya Wiley and her team. And she was very friendly and, you know, just we took a picture together and she kind of got close for the picture, which was nice, put an arm around me. So that was nice. Yes. Um, yeah. So she seems, you know, pretty cool. And it was just good to meet her. Um, that evening, um, I attended a homegrown service for a dear friend and my eldest labor pain, which I call him his godmother. Uh, well, once again, I'll say uh, condolences to the Wilson family um, and residents of McKinley houses. Uh, we lost uh, a phenomenal woman. Uh, she was very instrumental um, when I was carrying my firstborn, uh, just basically schooling me. You know, I had my mom and my dad and they right. were together, but still is, you know, to have this woman, yeah, right. just take me on and, and school me about life a little more. It was right. really good. And we stayed friends for years, even though I grew up with her kids. I was closer to her, to be honest. Uh, Saturday, I virtually attended Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney's 12th Congressional Mayor, Mayor Caucus. Uh, she had Art Chang on. 
which was yesterday, and he was very interested in them. When I queried him about privatization, he talked about us owning our apartments. Mm. That's what he wanted to implement, which I thought was very good right. and a, a different look from what you know we as public housing residents see. When you look at it, we're paying. If you've been living there for years, you've done paid a mortgage several times, right? Exactly. You know, paid it off, not just paid it, paid it off, right, right. for a house. So that's um, something to really consider. Uh, today is um, makes the three hundred. 21st day with UES for BLM straight since June 2nd. Uh, and today is a special day for the Coleman, Rutledge, Anna, Ferguson clan, uh, as well as other kin folks. Seven years ago uh, today, uh, my mother went home to be with the Lord. We have no doubt about it where she's at. Uh, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. She was a child of God and a prayer warrior and served the church, feeding, feeding people ministry and all of that. She was just busy, busy. Uh, she will always be my shero. Um, one significant thing about her passing when she did seven years ago, it was actually this date was Good Friday, mm. which was a testament to her life. Um, and she actually had two services, one in New York City and one in Florida, uh, which it was a family choir. Uh, her, her nephew actually eulogized her, the other nephew um, presided over the service. And, you know, our lineage is just deep with in ministry and that's basically it so that was my week wow that's a lot i don't know how you do it i don't know how she does how it. does sandrea do it all do the grace word up yeah. that's gonna be my next show i'm not gonna just do a whole show on you called how does sandrea do it all <laughs> we're just gonna follow you around with a camera to kind of figure out how do you yeah. map your time out i got a gospel radio show too Look i did a while see, so there we go yeah. see, all that. no no that's all okay. oh, <laughs> yeah right, so right. do his grace right. okay. okay yeah so what's going on my man stan morse what's the deal stan, stan yes yeah, so, so we were thank you thanks uh, for coming out this uh, past friday at queensbridge big shout out to sugar ray miles irene uh, the whole Transform America team. Maya yeah. Wally did come out, mm -hmm. and um, I did have a chance to ask her directly, are you supporting the blueprint? Are you supporting RAD? Her answer to both of those was definitively no. You know, so we want to make sure we hold them accountable to that, you know, and make sure that she doesn't flip. I don't think she will, but that's what she said, you know, so okay. definitely want to give a big shout out to that. Uh, we have an event coming up on Tuesday. They show the flyer a lot with the Justice for All Coalition. I'm blessed to be an organizer yeah. with the Justice for All Coalition. And we're going to be bringing information about the vaccine, you know, um, to the community. One of the big questions is, is it safe? And mm -hmm. um, I can say for myself, I took the uh, Johnson uh, test okay. vaccine and um, it was okay for me. But I was dismayed to find out that, you know, folks are not having blood clots, you know, as yeah. a result of this vaccine and someone that I know uh, that took the test the same day or took the vaccine the same day with me and Queensbridge is having some symptoms, you know? Wow. So, you know, I'm dismayed to, to hear that, you know, so this, this panel is really going to get into those questions. And also the question is, uh, is the distribution being fairly done? Are, are, are people of color getting the same access to the vaccines that others are getting? So we're going to get into those topics. Um, if you want to join the, um, the, the, um, the call, or the Zoom call, you can reach me at 646-705-8887. Uh, uh, give me a call, and I'll, I'll make sure you get the Zoom link, and um, and you can join us and be a part of this conversation. Also, say some prayers uh, for my son. My son yeah. Malcolm is in the hospital today. Uh, been in there now two about two days now. And uh, and uh, basically, um, he has he has sickle cell anemia, and uh, we're going to be having a big fight because there's so many of us, people of color, and I'm sure others as well, who have legitimate illnesses and cannot get SSI to actually pay them as they should. So we're gonna be taking up a lawsuit um, to get that to happen. And I'm sure that's institutional racism at its best. Uh, if we was people of a different color, I'm quite sure he would have those benefits, you know? So we're gonna make an issue out of that and make sure that uh, we make we make that known to the public. Um, and other than that, just join us um, with the Justice for All Coalition, um, join our organization, join us on Monday. If you want more information, more information about the vaccine, and that's the time for you to come and get that information with two prominent doctors, you know, okay. who will be able to tell you all you need Good. to know. So that was that was my week, and um, right. join us also. Last, I say before you say something, about hip hop, healthy yeah. politics. Join yeah. us. We want to really have a discussion and bring young young folks and old older folks who all love hip hop together. And bring us into into a room, into a conversation where we can actually talk about politics and building some real power. So join us on Sunday too. Season, folks. Season, yes. season, season. That's right. <laughs> I love it. I, I just wanted to speak on your COVID thing. That's 
it's rough because now we don't trust the Johnson and Johnson. Right, thing. it's a shame. And I just want to say um, that when you look at statistically how many people ended up with the blood clots versus how many people have taken the vaccine, well, what you're actually looking at is I think it's six people in yeah, six up, people just right, believe right? that some sort of okay. thing very long out of about yeah. out of a million millions, people millions, right, millions, millions, right? Yeah. so now let's put that in perspective right that maybe people can understand it would be more likely that you would hit lotto than you would get the blood clots from the vaccine right that's the deal you know what i'm saying it's scary i'm sorry for the people mm-hmm. that it happened to but you know i'm i'm just and i'm not and i'm i'm telling i'm not an advocate for the vaccine i'm not right. getting the vaccine you know what i'm saying but you know, for those of you that are on the fence with it, mm. you know, don't let that be a deterrent. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. But you uh, know what? One more thing about that is they're putting the vaccines in our arms, right? But they really don't know our medical history. Correct. Doesn't that make a exactly. difference? That makes a big difference. That's well, yeah. if, if you're susceptible to blood clots right. and they haven't tested for that, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe it might not be a good idea. Right. I know that I'm susceptible to blood clots. You know okay. what I'm saying? My blood has always been thick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that. You know, if you cut me, it takes me a hot minute to bleed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, right. So I know that maybe. In. Yeah. So I know that maybe if I take the vaccine, maybe, you know, I might clot. You know what I'm right. saying? But you're right. Without a medical history, you don't right. know. Yeah, so. that's a simple thing. So super join this panel to get some information, yeah. folks. Yeah. It's important. Super intern. What's up? Hi. <laughs> I'm doing good. She's always so quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm Just working and going to school. What's, what's, what's your work? What do you do? I'm a paraprofessional at a pre-K center. So paraprofessional, what, is it, what do you do? What's your function? Um, assist the teacher in the classroom with the kids. Right now, the, my classroom has 10 kids. Okay. Very small numbers. And um, uh, this week, I experienced a loss with the passing mm. of my uncle, okay. um, Bruce Lemon. Uh, he's also my godfather. Um, he found out... Um, Last Friday, mm-hmm. we were informed he passed Thursday and wow. um, apparently got COVID. Wow. This hit him fast. Wow. Wow. I didn't hear that. And you know what? And this is, this is kind of what, you know, you know, has become the new norm, really, which is sad. You know, that this is what we're going through. And yeah, I I'm really sorry to hear about your yeah. uncle. Mm-hmm. Shame. So he passed when? And when did you guys find out? He passed uh, April 8th. Okay. And we were told that Friday, um, I'm assuming he didn't feel very well the Friday before. And then when they found him, um, some family of his Monday in his apartment, he was really dehydrated. Oh, so they got him to Jamaica Hospital last Thursday. I encourage everyone to mask up, stay yeah. safe, wash your hands. Yeah. Yes. It's still COVID. Yeah, yeah people still. acting like it's not. It's still here. And you we know, don't know they, how long this vaccine is going to keep us inoculated. Right. Either, so. and, and there's a bar not too far from my house um, mm-hmm. that I don't frequent. I don't go to bars, you know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying? But one of my friends, he goes to the bar, and they all got COVID. He's the only oh, one wow. that didn't get COVID. Wow. So he happened to not be that day when the person that was positive was there. Hobart, the bartender, wow. the owner, oh my God. you know, different patrons. down. And wow. done, done. I'm noticing also, too, a lot more people, like, outside, not wearing masks. Yeah. Um, I just think people think, you know, because it's really nice and summer's coming. Yeah. And yeah. I want to enjoy the summer, too. I hope to do, you know, mm-hmm. I hope to go out, too. But I think we need to stay safe. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. It's real out there, yes. y'all. Yes. So, my next, our guest... Okay. Right. Our. This super <laughs> activist. Yeah. Right. Two years ago, she came on uh, my show, which was called The Real Discussion with Rock Logic. And that was the first time I was even made aware of NYCHA. And you got uh, Stan actually brought like three yeah. uh, activists at the time. And it was Christian and uh, and two others that came. And then it was Lakeisha, Lakeisha yep. Taylor. And when she came on, she was so energetic and so powerful and so passionate, passionate and informative yes. about what was going on. You know, you just you had to listen to it. You had to just yep. focus on what she was talking about. So without further ado, I introduce to you, Lakeisha Taylor. Lakeisha. Hello. <laughs> what is up and what is going on, girlfriend? Same old, same old in this fight trying to help people in NYCHA. My name is Lakeisha Taylor. I live in Holmes Towers on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. 
in this fight, you know, trying to educate, uplift and, you know, better our lives of the people who live in NYCHA, basically. Um, my condolences to those who have lost people to this pandemic. And as we know, living in NYCHA really has not helped anyone living, you know, fight, fighting this pandemic. And like you said, mask up and understand that there still is a pandemic going on, um, yeah. basically. And um, my week has been just as bad, you know, not just as bad because, you know, I have not lost anyone this week, but I just pinned a very lengthy letter to a lot of the um, supervisors here at my development because last Saturday I ended up in the ER because it was of my own fault because I ate something that I was allergic to. Because again, as a mother, a single mother of two boys, I was rushing and went to the, the supermarket. You know, I had a, a day and I was hurried, you know, I was had was pressed for time. And I was like, I need to grab something really fast, tired of cooking, tired of being in this pandemic, you know, don't eat out, can't, you know, can't do anything, tired of the local restaurant. So I said, I'm gonna buy this TV dinner. And I just looked at the picture, you know, I'm going back and forth, wanted, wanted to get this two for five sale. And I grabbed something and I thought it was peppers, but it wasn't. It was pineapples and I'm allergic to pineapples. So I'm in my house and I made this dinner and it was like, it's five o'clock. We just walked in, me and my two boys. And I'm looking at the box and I realized, I'm like, oh my God, those are not yellow peppers. That's a pineapple. So here I am, because again, I'm eating it and I'm feeling my ears are getting itchy. My throat is starting to scratch and I'm like <clears throat> choking. I'm starting to choke. And then I look at the box and that's when I realize those are pineapples. I'm scrambling alone in my house with my two boys. And this is the problem. Was that NYCHA's fault? No. But what was the problem that I am upset with NYCHA is that I am alone in my house with my two boys. I have two elevators, but guess what? Only one is working. Wow. I'm alone in my house with my two boys and my throat is closing. Mm. And the ambulance is downstairs. But instead of it taking two, maybe three minutes, it's now taking eight to now 10 minutes. Wow. Life or death. Life or death. You understand? I am upset because... The week before, we had one elevator again, and I told my two boys, let's get out on the sixth floor and let this elderly, elderly lady come in with her shopping cart and we can walk down. But I have two slip discs in my back. I have weak ankles because of working since I've been 16, tripping and falling and hurting my ankles, needing physical therapy and now I've walked down six flights we walk on second avenue and I trip and fall and I'm in the middle of the street on second avenue and here come cars and I have a busted ankle and who do I blame again I blame NYCHA because yet again we have one elevator so again why am I broken bruised and almost dying in my own home and afraid with my two boys. The wow. next day I am having an asthma attack. My sons are seeing me gasp for air because the heat is so high and my house is so humid because it is 50 plus degrees and raining, but yet they are pumping the heat like yeah. it's below 32 degrees. Wow. And yet again, I blame NYCHA. My sons are almost in tears. Mommy, are you okay? Are you okay? But I am gasping for air. Because again, I live in NYCHA, which is mold infested, giving me excessive heat. I have one elevator. I have paint chips that are falling. But again, these are underlying conditions that I've been dealing with since I've been young. These are underlying conditions that everyone in NYCHA 
is dealing with. And this is what I continue to fight for. And this is the problem. So yes, it was my fault that I ate pineapples two weeks ago, well, sorry, a week ago, and I needed to go to the ER. But if I would have died, it would have been NYCHA's fault because I have one elevator. Yeah, it's exactly. that I continue to have to suffer. And I may never get better because again, there are so many underlying conditions that continue to deteriorate my health. The stress. Every time my son hears a fire truck, mommy, mommy, there's a fire truck. Is there going to be one elevator? Most likely, honey, there's probably just one elevator. Mommy, mommy, I can't breathe. It's probably the heat. You understand? There's so many underlying conditions in our home. We might as well live on the damn street right now. Yeah. Oh, and hello, I'm for you. Yeah, living in NYCHA is rough. It's, it's like living in a third world country, for real. And wow. you would think in one of the richest cities that um, we wouldn't have these issues, but sadly we do. And it, it comes from the systemic racism the lack of funding over decades and you know and we got to go back to the white flight right when the caucasian people left public housing there's no reason to invest in black and brown people they don't care about us us every day yeah so i know uh, lakisa you're involved with the home sizes coalition but you're also involved with the movement school and um i know you guys are promoting which the justice for all is an agreement as well um a green new deal for nitra you know so can you talk a little bit about that and maybe how that might get some of these issues resolved in terms of these falling apart buildings in NYCHA? Definitely. The Green New Deal for Public Housing is, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to pull up. Don't tell me I deleted it. I'm trying, okay, sorry, just give me, I did. I'm trying to pull up, definitely. This is a bill that is being brought to to Congress by Andrea Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders, which um, will, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had all the information and I lost it. Um, which will bring much needed federal dollars. And that's that's the biggest difference about any bill, that these are federal dollars. And when you deal with federal dollars, um, you no one can 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 you know take that away. You know, it has to be used. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find the information so I can be very precise. These dollars. Okay, here we go. It mm, mm-hmm. sorry, it, it has several different points that it will it it focuses on energy efficiency, money for public housing to help people in public housing give new jobs. It will give you um it will benefit your home, it will Sorry, I just want to be very precise in what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I want to find this information and I'm in the wrong document. I'm sorry, I had it up before. Um, there we go. I'm sorry. Just give me one second. I'm so sorry. No time. problem. No problem. Let's ask, let's, let's ask Mike how his week was while, while she's pulling it up. <laughs> yeah, how was your week? Go into your week. Well, like I always say, my week is smooth, but um, smooth. Okay. Smooth, I my, can't wait out. But to be honest, this week was just a family week. I took like a week off, you know, to spend time with my family, especially, um, especially through the crisis that my grandmother's in. My grandmother's in the hospital as well. Wow. Um, wow. Sorry to hear that. It seems like there's a lot of things going on right now. Yes. We need to sit, I mean, not just us, but the, you know, the government need to help make this world a better place, you know? They need to do oh. something about it. Adore. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can say, well, there again, Mike. I'm just, if, if not, oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, like, you know, like the song Michael Jackson said, Hell the World, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> Another one, right? What the world needs now. Love. Love. <laughs> well, I could just say, uh, while Lakeisha is looking for the information, uh, the Green New Deal is definitely an option uh, that we should be pursuing um, as advocates for NYCHA and, and those who live in NYCHA, um, as opposed to the Blueprint, as opposed to RAD and all these privatization scams and schemes are coming yep. up with. Um, and we have a shot to get this done. I know the Justice for Our Coalition was involved also in helping the craft the bill in the very beginning stages of it. 
So we are in great support of it. You know, I know Lakeisha and, and Ilona from the movement school to champion it. So yes, Lakeisha, you, you got, you got, you ready for it? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm just, okay, thank great. you so much. So basically it has the family self-sufficiency program. And in this program, it, it gives money to NYCHA um, residents. So this is under section 964. And in this section is most, again, like section three, which is um, under your um, TA presidents. But again, like I had already stated, this is a federally, federally funded program, which is very key. This is money that the government has to allocate. So we, those are just very, very important keys. And this is across the country. This is a, something that's very important to me. It's across the country. So we're not just looking at NYCHA, we're also looking across the country. It's also um, economic opportunities for low and very low income people. So again, who are they talking about? They're talking about us. You understand? So again, when you look and you think about these private um, partnerships that they're talking about, and they're talking about you have to have your low income is 65000 I'm sorry. Oh, when you work at McDonald's, you, you make $65,000? Let's rethink that. That's, that's not you. They're not talking about you. This program is geared towards us. You know, they're talking about a single mother like me. You know, they're talking about, you know, two, two, two family incomes that, that again, you're still not making that medium income when they're talking about building these programs or they're to, when they're talking about rap. This is not about rap. This is about us. So this is what we're talking about. They're also talking about the source for climate um, control uh, population. So again, they're talking about putting in solar panels. They're talking about infrastructure. They're talking about retrofitting these buildings. Because again, as we know, living in NYCHA, nothing has been done. It's nothing but patchwork. When I called for, for my bathroom, how many times did I have to call for my bathroom? I had to call for my bathroom three times. And again, the first two times, they never put mold-resistant paint. They And they still never have broken down the wall to actually fix the pipes. So when we talk about the Green New Deal, this is exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about infrastructure, going inside the building and fixing it. They're also talking about updating new appliances. So this is, this is again, these are the programs that this is the program, not these, but this program, the Green New Deal for Public Housing is the program that people in NYCHA need to be thinking about talking to their public officials about, because this is the program that's going to bring billions of dollars to public housing to fix it, to go inside the walls and take out the problem that's going to update it. So it's talking about residential buildings. They're talking about uh, decarbonizing the whole country. You understand? So that I think is the best part of it. That again, it's talking about fixing public housing, but it's also talking about fixing the whole entire country. That, I mean, net zero, um, um, net zero um, decarbonation. So again, these are great ideas that will fix public housing problems, not just patchwork that we are used to. Because again, how many times do we call and put in a ticket? Yep. Right. Does anybody have an idea uh, with the Green New Deal, how much would be allocated to New York City? Because I know it's for the country, but... Is there a figure ever been given out or estimated? I'm looking. Um, transportation. It does not state. I think it's it's no, I do not have that answer. I will not lie. Okay, okay. I want to lift up all I think it's it's allocated by the amount that you have. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Yeah, right. yeah, it's about the amount of houses that you have. We have the biggest public right. housing yeah. stock, right? Yeah. So we should probably get the a, a, share, yeah. a nice yeah. share of it. Sure. Yeah. Also, want to lift up um Nydia Velasquez bill also. Yes. Um, for public housing repairs, which is the um, it's seventy billion. Seventy billion. Seventy billion for public housing, but thirty-two billion would be pushed into New York City public right. housing. Right. So I think with the Green New Deal as well as her bill, I mean, I think we would be living with some normalcy right. once again if if both of these bills can go through you know 
And I would just say to uh, Joe Biden, uh, this is mm-hmm. why we put you in office. You're there now. Yeah. You know, so now is your time to really yes. show us how much you really appreciate the it. folks who put you in office. Exactly. It was black women predominantly that exactly. led the charge to put them in office. And there's a lot of women of color in NYCHA, you know, That's going right. through all of this madness. So if you really care about the people that put you in office, then you right. need to really support this bill and make this happen. You yeah. know, they have a big infrastructure bill now for the whole country. Right. How much is going to be allocated to public, to public housing? housing? That's yeah. going to be the big question. Don't fix right. up the whole country and let public housing around the country keep right. falling all apart. And now we have a, HUD, a new HUD secretary. Right. So exactly. we don't have Carson <laughs> anymore, right. thank goodness. And we're uh, sending a letter to HUD um, mm-hmm. also to ask her mm-hmm. directly that right. question because this bill is what we should be talking about and right. not RAD and not mm-hmm. the blueprint. Yeah. And it is right, and, and it is, and it is um, yeah. bill as well. Absolutely, be good if if yeah, both could get passed. That would be amazing for the country, literally. Yes. You know, public the public housing stock. Yeah. And so, yeah. Lakeisha, yeah. what what are what are the plans um, to roll this out and get this information into the hands of more NYCHA residents? I know I personally handed out some flyers with Sunrise. Uh, they came out and and supported um outreach, but um I know we got to get this word out. To as many nights of residents as possible. So, what's what is the outreach effort looking like uh, from the movement school? Yes, well, out? we are definitely planning to go out and give out some information to different developments that are in um, senators' uh, areas that are not voting for the Green New Deal for public housing, so that we can just inform the NYCHA residents that live there what basically the Green New Deal for public housing is all about, why it's the best deal, and why they need to put the pressure on their senators that are not for the Green New Deal for public housing. It is, you know, the Green New Deal for public housing is going to be put forth again, because you know, as basically because, as we know, nothing for 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 the environment. You know, luckily Biden right now has just signed back onto the Paris Accord. Um is it the Paris Accord? I'm sorry, the Paris uh, not the, I think it is the Paris Accord that yeah, that um that um Trump had took uh, taken us out of. So it is very important that we need more people to sign on to the Green New Deal. So we need more NYCHA residents to be aware of it. We need even, we still need more NYCHA residents to be aware of what um, the blueprint is about. Because sadly, you know, we have to know that um, they're still pushing it. You know, it it may not be on the docket right now for, for, for something that's going to pass, but we know how sneaky NYCHA is. We cannot sleep on NYCHA. Because all of a sudden, oh, oh, we got this passed by the blueprint. We did this by the blueprint. And then people are thinking, oh, well, the blueprint is a great idea. But the next thing you know, the blueprint is going to be in and you're going to be out. You understand? They're going to be sliding these things, sliding a private, you know, a new private um, manager in and you're going to be out. So we have to really be paying attention to the words that NYCHA is using, to the way NYCHA is operating before you are out because these little i mean right now my elevator has been out all day it's it's almost five o'clock how are you going to tell me that the elevator was out since nine o'clock this morning and the the mechanics came and slapped on out of order slapped on a paper that said out of order what are you talking about i this is not this is not feasible this is mm-hmm. not right. My elevators are like five years old. They, they, this was the first time we ever got brand new elevators. And you're going to tell me. Development, yeah. Wow. On a Sunday, you're going to come and slap that out. This is not okay. You understand? This is the way they are operating. These are the these are the schemes and the things that they are doing. So we have to, we have to know the right way to operate so that we are not out. You understand? We have to organize. We have to mobilize. So we cannot let NYCHA slide in this plan because this is not the best plan for us. Yeah, it's funny, too, because um, Sean Donovan, uh, mayoral candidate, when I queried him about privatization uh, with these schemes, and he basically said that as mayor, he would not use the 
privatization opponent that red and the blueprint wouldn't yeah. have the, it doesn't have to have that component that's okay. what the mayor is choosing to do and if that's actually accurate and true which he stated it that's kind of sad that the the mayor is actually doing it right. this way when he could have did it in a way that we wouldn't have to have those high eviction rates, which we had in Ocean Bay. Right. Um, people, uh, what's Wavecrest, that management company that are, are taking over different, you know, developments that are, are you know, um, ch- changed over to RAD. Right. You know, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. And I also wanted to add that, you know, when we hear about incomes in public housing, a lot of people are, and I said it on the other show, they assume that, we're not just one bag of, of an income. It's a mixed bag of incomes. There's right. there's a, a whole different rate of, you know, because people work in public housing. For some reason, people think everybody doesn't work, but there's people that are retired. You Absolutely. know, there's seniors there. There's, there's a mixed bag. There's students, you know, um, you know, from any essential worker, from cops to you got cops, detectives, teachers. I mean, a little bit of this, a little bit of that municipality workers. So we are a mixed bag of income, Absolutely. of income, you know, earners. And I, I think that needs to be looked at because for some reason, they feel like Rock said last week, everybody's on public assistance or something like that, or whatever he worded it. And it's not, everybody in public housing is not dirt poor, right? you know, and, and we need to remind the world of that, you right. know, that we're not, everybody's not. Absolutely. And I want to um, so point out one thing about the uh, Green New Deal. So a lot of that money, Lakeisha, you talked about Section 3, you know, so folks who listen and may not know uh, what that is. Um, so if you can explain that, that'd be great and show the difference between how NYCHA residents can can benefit financially from the Green New Deal that you won't be having an opportunity to benefit through that or the blueprint. Okay, I just, uh, on one sec, also. Um, so also, I just want to point out, like what Sandre was saying mm-hmm. about um, NYCHA residents, um, I just also feel that people, there's a stigma, like she was sta- cool. stating about about people in public, in, um, public housing, but even if you are receiving public assistance, does not negate your, your ability to receive decent housing, Absolutely. you know, and 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 that's that's the problem people get complacent and they they fall into this 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 you know this sadness yeah. or this this idea of the, i get what i get because that's been told to them so many times right. that oh you should be happy because i i even had that told to me when i complained about the excessive heat because years ago we used to get no heat Mm. Oh, you should be happy. Well, excuse me. No, I should get appropriate amount of heat. Oh, so that. now, now we're into you know we're into that mindset of like teaching people that you need to still fight because my elderly grandma, not grandma, my my elderly aunt. Now I have to t- I have to keep telling her like she's in her house with with a fan and and the air conditioner and in her in her nightgown with with the heat like i walk into her house and i have a headache and i'm i'm like grabbing my kids like i got to go cuz i'm about to throw up and i'm like why haven't you complained well if i complain then i'm not going to get heat when i need right. it so again people have been tortured and 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 you know just stigmatized to the point where they're afraid you know, so yeah. this they abused in, into this complacentness. Yeah. So um, to your point of section three, section three is is this is is basically, you know, I don't know the terminology because I, I am not yet or have not been blessed with being a, t- a tenant association or what they call now the resident association president um, of my development, because unlike other developments mm-hmm. at Homes Towers, we do not have a resident association president. So, but I know under section three, um, NYCHA um, receives money and the tenant association receives money for um, you go, you get training under NYCHA, and you can you can get a job, 
And basically what I've heard under Section 3, these jobs are never worthy jobs or guaranteed jobs. You, This is the complaint that I have heard from a lot of residents mm-hmm. that with these jobs, they, they, you know, a lot of people get the jobs there sometimes a couple of days, or you get the job on the construction side of like, um, of, you know, holding the flag or whatever. That's what I've heard. I, I, I do not, I'm not by, by no means, you know, an authority, but with the Green New Deal, with these jobs, these jobs will be a unionized job that you can, you go to school, they will be affiliated with a school. You can, um, these jobs will help you, um, again, just be, help you move up in life again, hopefully to better your life. And this, this is, this is, you know, that's the purpose of the job, the FS, the FSS job that will be affiliated with the Green New Deal. Now, do not quote me because like I said, I'm not 100% with the job. But again, I know like from getting all the emails through NYCHA, they do offer a lot of, of jobs that you can right. you can get because I do get their emails. But like I said, from people who have they have said like the trainings. I know I know several people who have gone through the trainings with them. They don't always they where they're supposed to lead to like a permanent position, it tends to always lead to a problem where you cannot get into the union or there's there's a problem. I know a woman who lives in um a, the other building, she says like whenever there's a job, like the the TA president will call her, but it's always just like a couple of days, a week or whatever. So it's never um a very long time position. That's what I've heard. So that's just my statement. I am not, like I said, yeah. All right, let me address the chat real quick. Um, so Cynthia Tibbs wrote, Sean Donovan is pro-rad and blueprint. He said it at the yep. New York City Housing Authority yep. Mayoral Town Hall. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying what he said on the forum. Right. He said it does not have to have the privatization component. That's what I said. So I'm, I'm not saying he is or he isn't. Right, right. I'm just saying what he said. And if 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 that's true, it makes the mayor look bad to use a component that, that he doesn't have to right, use. Right. And our intern want to ask a question. She's seen something in the chat as well. Yes, I saw a question from uh, Rodney Jones. Okay, Rodney. Queens Reds, Queens Reds in the house. This question is to Stan. Okay. Do you know oh. when the homeless population will be returning to the shelters? Most of them wander around Queensbridge without masks and the majority of them harass residents for money. Have they been vaccinated? Most of these assaults are happening on subways, streets, or homeless. That's a very good question, Ronnie. Um, I just, um, the Justice for Our Coalition uh, was just contacted uh, by uh, an organization that works with the homeless, you know, and so we're going to be having a meeting uh, sometime this week to address that issue. Uh, what I definitely want to say is that we don't want our movement split between NYCHA residents and homeless, because at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. And, 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 and the, and the folks one paycheck away. Right, right. So we're in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the real problem is that they're kicking um, homeless folks out of, the, out, out of the shelter in the morning. Um, and they say you must not come back until, yeah. let's say, four or five in the afternoon. You're not offering them any type of programming, any type of drug treatment or any of that. And so you're sending out people onto the street in our communities, you know, and they're harassing our people, you know. And, and so... I think the real issue is the broken homeless system. It's not the homeless people themselves. It's that the system itself is broken and, and that you shouldn't be sending people that probably have maybe mental illness and other problems out onto the street every day and, and get paid 3000 or more per person, you know, to house them. You know, so the issue is that the, the system itself is broken. I, so I don't, yeah, what definitely. I really don't want to happen is that NYCHA residents and, and homeless folks become in a fight. We are in the same fight and we're all being abused the same way. So Rodney, we're gonna have um, a meeting and we're gonna address that issue with the Justice for All Coalition. I definitely want you to be a part of it um, as a Queensbridge resident. And you've spoken to me about this personally a couple of times. So you can represent um, the residents as far as that's concerned. And let's figure out how we can bring these two communities together of into course. one fight, because we all suffer. To be able to coexist, you know, because everyone, people do not realize that 
anyone. And, and we've seen it with this COVID-19 pandemic. Before it happened, right. people were literally a paycheck away Absolutely. from homelessness. So it's real. Um, it is an epidemic. And, you know, sadly, some of our homeless population, as I would call them, uh, have served this country. Absolutely. You know, and they're receiving a check, a VA check, but they don't have housing. Right. And, and that's just horrible. You know, when Absolutely. I was in the seminary, uh, one of my colleagues in the seminary was homeless. And I won't say her name, but she was in a female shelter and she couldn't stand it. She served this country. Right. You know, so. It's, 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 it's a, it's a sad situation, yeah. you know, and I'm, a lot of them are not there. Some of them, you know, things happen in life and it happens, but there's systemic racism, you know, yeah. that allows and forces uh, many of us to be in these economic right. situations where we're on the, on the margin. Right. And NYCHA residents are on the margin, like homeless residents, right. like homeless folks. And we highlighted it with Alfonso, right? Right, right. so we're going to bring a coalition together to really address that issue. Yeah. And come together as one right. to fight the real enemy, right. you know, which is not each other. Because housing is a human right. Right, exactly. Right? So yeah, yeah Rodney, we're going to definitely address that without question. We want you to be a part of that conversation. I just know that um, the system is on a way to help homeless people because, I mean, I'm not saying I promote the assault and the violence and everything, but if they don't got no homes to go through, they don't got no type of system that's helping them, you know, eat or get any type of help. I mean, what else would they sit there and how else would they- While people profit off of their condition, like, which is, which is I a mean, shame. They, I mean, they, I say this a rash, but they just trying to beg to get some food, you know? I mean, they got those other people out there who's probably, I mean, when I was young, I used to hear they had homeless people out there who actually wasn't homeless. That was just part of their job, you know? That was how they got yeah. money. Mm -hmm. That was in the news yeah. too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, nowadays, those are really homeless people out there that's actually trying to beg to get a bite to eat. And right. some people still deny them because, you know, not sure if they're Craigit or if they want some sort of drug. Right. I mean, how you judging people? And, not not yeah. nobody. Since yeah. In general, how people judging people? Yeah. And not want to help. That's them, people just leading them to where they on that right now. Right. That's people. And right. my thing is, when you if you giving somebody some money, so what? Whatever they're gonna use it for. If it's in your heart to give them, then you give it to them. You don't work. You don't. No. No one. Your job does not dictate how you spend your money, right? So why do we have to? You know what I mean? Like people. Oh, I'm not gonna give this person something because they're gonna. Uh, no. If it's in your spirit to give them, give them. You so, know, because you might save them, even if it is for something negative in your mindset. Right. You can save them from robbing or knocking over somebody's knocking. You know, knocking somebody out or hurting them. Absolutely. So I mean, all things work together for good. So I think we as people gotta stop acting like we so above the same people we walk amongst. Right. But at the same time, address the systemic issues that, yeah. that creates the homelessness. Right. And it creates NYCHA residents to be suffering. At the end of the day, we all are suffering, yeah. you know, One as others are making billions of dollars. I know Lakeisha, they had a, the issue was also big on the um, Upper East Side. You know, so uh, what is what is your perspective as a, as a NYCHA resident um, in the homeless issue and, and such? Well, that's true because when, when they had first closed the um, subway, the queue line, we had experienced a lot of homelessness um, around here. And recently when I was taking um, a bus ride, I just saw, you know, you always know, you always know that there's a large homeless population, but I didn't realize how many homeless people, when I just took a ride on the bus on First Avenue from, I think it was like, 20 something street all the way down to my house and it was just like every block there was two you know another homeless person two homeless people three homeless and it was just it was just shocking how many homeless people and I don't normally take the train but you just they were there was just so many it's it's truly an epidemic now and then yes. to have so many homeless people with a pandemic it's it's really like frightening and to ride the subway with your children you don't want to frighten them you want them to be aware but then then they become frightened because you to teach them to be like come here be aware of what's going on you want to teach them kindness but you want them to also be aware of what's going on and like you said this is like every time I go somewhere every time I have a speech I always remind people we're always one check away two checks away because if I get sick 
You know, I may not get paid. Somebody may not get paid. Again, like this is what we preach. This is what we talk about. So again, it, it you always have to think of kindness when you look at people, because again, that may be you. Those those shelters are overcrowded. You know, right now you don't want to step in. If if there wasn't a moratorium on on eviction, we who knows how many people would not be in those shelters right now. You understand? This is what is probably saving so many people from being in a shelter right now. You know, housing is a human right, but this this homeless population lays on the shoulders of de Blasio. NYCHA's de deplorable conditions lays on the shoulders of de Blasio. Hey. You understand? We are in a in a crisis. It lays on de Blasio. It lays on Cuomo. You know, it it lays on the federal government. And what what will save us right now is the Green New Deal. I, you know, what's going to save the homeless people? I I mean, that's a lot. We have to really crush these new candidates out there about what are they going to do? Because again. Our, our savior is not going to be the police because they cannot do anything for the homeless people. Our savior is not going to be, you know, people who are going to lock up the homeless people because they can't be locked up. You understand? We, we do need to treat them with kid gloves because, again, they may have a mental condition. We see what's happening on the streets. Our children are dying. I fear for my children. I fear for them every day. I fear for them in the, in, when they go to school. But they need to, this, this homeschooling is not working for neither one of my children. I fear for my children every single day. I fear for them when we ride in these damn elevators. I fear for them when they go to school. I fear for them when we walk in the streets. You understand? No, we're not dealing with KKK here in New York. We're just dealing with NYCHA. We're dealing with a pandemic. You know, there's so much to deal with. My kids are stressed. You know, they shouldn't have to be stressed. Sure. They're too young. They have, neither one of my sons have nails because all they do is bite their nails. Oh, wow. And so have you, is, is this more because of the, you see more of this because during the pandemic, because I know my kids and many kids are struggling out here, you know, trying to go on a Zoom call and all yeah. the rest of that and try to keep up with their work. And so has it, has it really been increased because of the pandemic with your children? Of course. Yes, they have. Like my, my, my youngest runs up and down the hallways all the time. He literally, I was like, oh, I thought this was great. Let me let me teach him how to literally climb the walls for some exercise to strengthen his body. He's a little tight, little, little midget. You know, sorry, not to be disrespectful, but he's a, he's a tight, little, little tiny one, you know? And he, he can really, he can hold his body. But now he just does that all the time. It's just like, he just needs that energy output. You know, on the days that we have to be in the house, we're in the house from, from all day until two o'clock. Like they, they tell him, do, you know, do this, do that, do that. And then read some more on the computer. Excuse me. Like right now, even staring at this computer, my eyes, my head is like, boom, boom, boom. my head is killing me. Right. So you want a six-year-old to stare at the computer from from eight, from nine in the morning till two, and then, oh, it's time to read. You can't read with all 30 children that you have on the computer. So you tell them to read some more? No. My kids have a, a, an abundance of books. We will read a book. You know, again, like, oh, the teacher's telling my 10-year-old, Oh, you have to read on the computer because now they're, they're, they're trying to track what they're reading, their reading levels on the computer because it's easier that way. I understand that it's easier that way, but again, they don't need to be on the computer that much. Right, you understand? Right. They're getting other problems that they've never had in their lives. And instead of the Department of Education adjusting the system, they're adjusting the children. How are you adjusting millions of children? This is why only 50,000, yeah, 50,000 children decided to go back to school instead of the millions that de Blasio thought were going to go back. You know, it's ridiculous. You know, and again, they still haven't a, a, a really faced the fact of how many children do not have computers, do not have Wi-Fi. You know, Cuomo said that now, they have to give Wi-Fi at $15 a, 
to all, you know, all children or all, all households, low income households. That's what it is. $15 to low income households. How about if they don't have $15 extra? It'd be free. Exactly. It'd be free. Yeah. And how many exactly. You know how many people just get on the bus because they don't have 275? If you don't have 275 to get on the bus, how are you going to have $15 to pay for that high speed internet? Should be right, free. Right. Should be free. Right. Right. Should be free. You know, You're one of the, yeah. One of the <laughs> things about this pandemic is from schools, the nursing homes, the hospitals, the prisons. You know, you're never prepared for anything, but because of who we had in the White House, right? You know, it just, everything was just bad, you know? Everything was just bad because a lot of people are looking away and not paying attention. You know, we knew knew about the nursing home deaths and stuff like that when it did get exposed. But even in the prison system, like, they're fighting to get vaccinated in there. Like, you know, they're people, they're families and, and they're in there dying. And that's not really being reported. Governor Cuomo, that's your responsibility, you know, and, and releasing the ones that probably can be getting out in a year or two and, and they have underlying, get them out of those facilities, right. you know, move them out because the three C's, the three C's is custody, care and control. So you have to care for those people that are inside. Absolutely. So um, we have to shut down. Uh, thank you, Lakeisha, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Okay. Um, any a final word to us before we, you know, round up with us? Well, uh, anything I just, in closing? I just want to preach. I say thank you so much for having me. Um, I really think that everyone should make sure that their senators, um, Congress people, are um, really voting for the Green New Deal for public housing. In my opinion, in my humble opinion, it is the best deal to really make sure that our living conditions are going to be um, up to date and beneficial for for what we need. You know, um, I wholeheartedly believe that that's the best deal um, for 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 a, a better world. For, for us here. Um, I appreciate you allowing me this position, um, this platform to speak. Um, and everyone should wash your hands, wear your mask, and try and be safe. That's Mama Absolutely. Keisha. That's right. Any um, thing coming up? Thank you, Lakeisha, for joining us. So you can put that fly up there again. Um, okay, Mike. Put the fly up again, Mike, so he can lift up the other event. Yeah, this week, yeah, right? right? There you go, slide. Yep, there you go. Right, so definitely I want to just um, say once again, as we had the discussion today about uh, COVID-19 and spoke about people still dying, yes, yeah. people are still dying, uh, come to the um, the workshop or the panel discussion we're going to have on Tuesday um, on Zoom. So if anyone listening wants to join uh, that, uh, you can put it in the chat and let, let us know and I'll get you the Zoom link. Or you can call me directly at 646-705-8887. And uh, I will personally get you the Zoom link so you can join and ask the questions you need to ask about this vaccine before you take it or not take it. At least be as informed as you possibly can be. You know. Right. And last but not least, look out for our show next week, two o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Hip hop, health, and politics. We got a dynamic uh, artist coming on. It was actually on the on the view one one of these singing shows. Yeah. Um, with um, I think Alicia Keys, one of these stars, and came very close to winning. Yeah. So we're gonna have some very, very, very good talent for you guys to check out next Sunday. They're gonna be performing live. They're gonna right? perform live right, right here at the studio. Okay. So come on, we have to actually have some uh, live cooked food. Have that laptop fully we'll charged. Have the laptop will be fully charged. I'll be fully prepared. Yeah. And bring the charger. And bring the, <laughs> good. So, yeah. So uh, any closing remarks from you, Money Mike? Money Mike. Well, like always, I just want everybody to subscribe to our YouTube page, One Night to TV. Is it? Yeah. I think you are. Me, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What's our YouTube? One Night to TV, our YouTube page. Subscribe. Don't forget. Click like and subscribe, right? <laughs> you don't have our flyers with you, right? You don't have them? I don't have them. Okay. We'll put it up the next time. You want to say anything in closing? Um, everybody just stay safe, stay well. 
Okay. Yeah. And once again, thank you, Lakeisha. We had her on and uh, she spoke about a whole lot. And Green, Green New, New Deal. Deal, right? For nature. So if you're not informed of the Green New Deal, please look into it. Check it out. Is that Ethan? Hi, Ethan. Say hello. Hi, Ethan. Hello. Hi, Ethan. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Anthony? Was... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, check out the Green New Deal if you're not familiar with it, you know, get abreast with it. Um, and also look into Nidia Velasquez bill. You know, we can have more than one come in for us. That's all about, you know, about fully the money. Nature. Yeah, fully funding MITRE. You know, we've been fighting, you know. Uh, we didn't really get to talk about the coalition that uh, Lakeisha and I are co-founders of, as well as Jose. Um, it's three working parts of it. So, but uh, yeah, we have a coalition together. And we, you know, we do work organizing residents um, in our direct community, Homes Towers, and Isaac Houses and beyond. Uh, next week we have coming on uh, Diana Florence. She's a Manhattan District Attorney candidate. She'll okay. be with us next week. And um, I think we're about to lift off. I didn't see Anthony come in the camera. Hi, Anthony. You're going, Anthony. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> so once again, uh, thank you all for tuning in to One Nitra. Dan Morris, yes. our intern, Nakama, Money Mike, Money Mike, Money Mike, Sandra Coleman, and you know, and we're gonna lift off one night, one, one people, one night, one people, one one people. We lifting off. Thank you for tuning in. See you all next week. Don't you do that dance? Don't. <laughs>